Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, welcome back, baby boomers, to Another Day Above Ground. This is our Independence Day special show. Because Independence Day, or July 4th, as you may know it, is uh, is a very important time. It marks the beginning of the United States, and and we really wanted to do a good uh, a good salute to that. So, our special guest today on this Independence Day show is a historic figure. Thinking, oh wow, you got Thomas Jefferson? No, no, we didn't. Oh, you got uh, what's the woman that made the flag? Betsy Ross? No, no, she was busy. What we did get is Winston Churchill, who number one is not American. Uh, number two, he uh, he pretty much ended World War II, and number three is deceased. So we got the special guest, Mr. Winston Churchill. Welcome to another day above ground. Might I correct you, my dear Dale? I'm half American. Did you know that? My I mother, did not of course, know that. No. a very beautiful woman, Jenny Jerome. She's from Brooklyn, New York. Well, and that was your mother? That is correct. Wow. You're old I... enough. You should have known her. Anyway, I. <laughs> You know, she was my mother, of course, and my father uh, was, uh, of course, Lord Randolph Churchill. If it had been the other way around, and my mother had been British and my father American, well, I might have got here to the United States all by myself as the President of the United States instead of the Prime Minister of England. And how would your audience like that? Hmm? <laughs> well, it would have been great. You would have been there the same time as uh, who? Roosevelt? That's correct. Did you, did you, you've met him, obviously. I think you came over here to convince him to do something. Was he a nice guy? We had a, we had a passing, a passing uh, relationship together. Yes, we did. He was on a hill, so he passed really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was in a wheelchair. I got by him pretty quickly. But uh, be that as it may. Of course, I loved, I love the man. Uh, you, You, of course, know that from the, moment that I became prime minister on the 10th day of May of 1940, uh, the very first phone call, and it was a transatlantic uh, wire-type call. Uh, we didn't have these cell phones or, 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 or tweetles or twattles or whatever you call them these days. <laughs> uh, we, had, we, had, uh, we had telephones, very special one. Anyway, first call I made was to Franklin, uh, and I said, help! <laughs> now! Why was the queen hitting on you? No, no. One could only, one could only hope. Uh, she, she had a balcony you could do Shakespeare from, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the king, he didn't care much for the choice of, of Winston as, as, as prime minister, of course. And I don't know if you knew that or not. I was not. His first choice. Really? Who was? Uh, that would be the the uh, the Yorkshire nobleman. Uh, he was the he was a very uh, he was uh, became my foreign minister, and uh, he was uh, he was he was not a very pleasant man, not a happy man, huh. not 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 a but 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 he did say, uh, as we met with the king. 
and also with uh, Neville Chamberlain. Uh, he did say that uh, he did not want to be prime minister because he couldn't rule from the House of Lords. That was early in the day. Clementine, my wife, said to me, Winston, in, for God's sake, if you're in a meeting and if you're asked a question you can't answer, uh, uh, don't say a word. Keep your mouth shut for a change. And I took her advice. And uh, uh, the king asked, oh, Winston, do you think you should be prime minister? And... Yeah. Actually, wasn't it, wasn't it, wasn't it, well, 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 Winston? And then I said, what's up, Doc? I think you told me that you, when you came to America, you had, you had dinner, I think, with Franklin Roosevelt, or you had something to eat. We did, we did, we, we, we ate early and often, and, um, Mrs. Roosevelt was not happy uh, with my presence because I kept Franklin up very late at night. We drank, we smoked, we ate, and and we talked about a variety of different things. We complimented each other beautifully, the two of us. I Has think he tried to feed you hot dogs or something. He did. Well, that was it. That of course was not wasn't at the White House. It was at Hyde Park. Ah, and okay. He constantly. Constantly had to grill those damned wieners for me. I hated the damn things, but of course, because we were on the tab with him, I ate. I ate them. I had to. Wait a minute. And then he aren't, tried they, to, aren't, aren't bangers hot dogs? Bangers and mash? Isn't that hot dogs? No, my dear. They're sausages. Sausages. There's they're, a difference between hot dogs and sausages. More like your. I guess you'd call it more like your breakfast sausage. Only much, well, let's let's just put it only much more rotund. Every hot dog is a sausage, but not every sausage is a hot dog. Yeah. It's the so difference. There's it, here, here, let me put it in terms you might understand, Carolyn. It's the difference between a triple A and a D cell. Got it. <laughs> Clear as day. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for putting. Putting that, Tim, in, 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 in context, it's well done. <laughs> and then, of course, the mash is the mash. It's the same the world over. Yeah. Now, no, uh, hot, dogs, hot dogs and bourbon. Uh, he tried to serve me bourbon consistently. Or he tried to mix drinks. He'd shake them up and he'd do all these. I, I said, I just want, I, I, I didn't have the heart to tell him, just give me some whiskey and I'll be happy. You don't have to mix anything up. Nothing. But he loved Mixology, Franklin did. Not mixing wow, all kinds of cocktails. Mm. So wait I a told him my idea just... of a good martini was the gin was on one side of the room and the vermouth was on the other side of the room and they just barely waved at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, wait a minute. What's, Didn't the what's whole... your favorite? Carolyn, I'd like to know. What is what? your favorite cocktail? What do you like to drink? It depends upon the season. In the summer, like 4th of July weekend, I will be drinking Malibu Barbies, which is a drink that I made up. It's Malibu rum and equal amounts of pineapple juice and club soda. And it's called a Malibu Barbie. It is totally like, um, it's, it's, it's like being on a tropical island. And then I like Chambord and soda in the fall. And then I like coffee and Baileys in the winter. So I'm a seasonal drinker. 
No, I nothing see. in the nothing in the spring. Zima. Okay. But that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Zima. You... Is that some sort of wild animal? What is a Zima? <laughs> it's a yes, tribe it was, in Kenya, know, it, I think. It, it used to be a beverage, but then it turned into a wild animal and disappeared from the earth. So... It, was, it was actually my favorite drink. And I know you guys are going to give me stuff for that forever, but it was actually my favorite beverage. Well, obviously, you're not a drinker. It, it exactly. <laughs> you all know that. that. You it, guys that have all Bobby been my... drink, that, that Bobby drink sounded absolutely disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's really good. Sir Winston, next time I see you, perhaps yeah. we'll get one of those mixed up for you and see if you feel that way. Well, that, that, that's quite all right. Just a bit of Johnny Walker. Red, blue, black, purple, pink. Doesn't matter as long as there's Johnny Walker on it. I'm happy. Now, as far as, uh, you know, the 4th of July, Independence Day, it's all about freedom. It's about this country wanting their freedom. And uh, what are your, what's your most uh, uh, cogent uh, comment about freedom? Well, of course, you Americans don't understand you were already free uh, back in 1776. Uh, you, 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 you just wanted to be a little more free. Uh, you didn't care for the restrictions that were put upon you by the king. And, and, and frankly, George attempted to bend over backwards. Or was it frontwards? I forget. But George bent over and he, he attempted <laughs> to make it all good. But you Americans just, in, just insisted that you uh, just ram forward, so to speak, uh, with, uh, with your freedom. And I must say, of course, that the, the Declaration of Independence and, and the Constitution are the most perfect uh, documents with regard uh, to the uh, explanation and the declaration of freedom that this world has. Um, you see, as the great William Pitt once said, a, a single man in his home is the most sacred. Neither king nor horses nor armies should go past the threshold. That was his declaration, is his definition of freedom. And, Emphasis I, I there. imagine that a, man, a man's house is his castle. Huh? Emphasis there on a single man. Yes. <laughs> and that has something in his bank account, Tim? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. It means he still can have the Paps Blue Ribbon sign on his kitchen wall. <laughs> he doesn't have to take it out to the shed like poor Dale. <laughs> isn't isn't England, Britain, doing the same thing now that America did in 1776 with Brexit? Well, Brexit, of course, I died in 1965, Carolyn. So, Britain, God, you look good. From what I from what I understand, uh, the, the England simply went back uh, to the way it should be. Uh, and that is independent. Uh, you see, uh, if you look at the something called a web page, someone told me there's something called a web. Not quite sure what that what that's all about. It's None of us are. We're dot, boomers. We don't know what it is either. Or, or something like that. But on a web page, uh, the European Union has me listed as the father of the one of the fathers of the European Union, and it is completely untrue. I I gave a speech called the United States of Europe. But you see, I wanted England, uh, Great Britain, to be a part of Europe, but not of it, you see. 
and wanted because we, our laws are our laws and we need not be ruled by anyone else. And the British are, are quite independent in that way, just as you Americans are. After all, uh, most of the Americans at the time living in the colonies were from Britain, weren't they? Now, you said that, uh, you know, King George uh, bent over backwards, and I'm just wondering if that's what made his pee turn blue. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I... I'm afraid I, I didn't write an insurance policy on the king, so I, I can't really tell you what color his pee was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was it a blue was blood. blue, right, Tim? It was, wasn't it blue? Because he was crazy? I, I never saw it. But he was a blue blood, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I want to okay. go, go back to something you said, Winston. You said that we had freedom with restrictions. Now, isn't that kind of like Henry Ford's promise that you can have a car any color you want as long as it's black? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I quite understand the times being what they were. And, and Americans having this independent streak, it seems like, you you got far enough away across the ocean, away from the mother country, and you decided you know that we have this great big bunch of of real estate here uh, to deal with, and we don't need to be restricted by the king and telling him telling us what to do, especially when it came to taxes. Of course, you Americans know a little bit about taxation, don't you? <laughs> Without representation, yes, we do. Yeah, that's correct, and 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 it it uh, it's a, it was a common practice in those days to uh, pr provide taxation in a variety of different ways, fees, and 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 uh, excises. And they gave it all kinds of different names, but when it comes down to it, it it's the old the old uh, shilling and pound that uh, that made you leave. You didn't like the way you were being treated. Uh, when it came to the pocketbook, and you well, just wanted like, a little it's more. It's like being for a teenager. It's like being a teenager, a twenty-year-old who moves away, and they move far away, and their parents still want to control them. Although the money usually flows the other direction, the money usually flows from the parents to the kids. So that might not be the best analogy, <laughs> but. <laughs> Got it. Well, you know, my children uh, were always looking for something or other. Uh, but I tried. I tried as a parent, uh, just like just like uh, just like the mother country attempted to control their children. But uh, that doesn't work very very well either, does it, Carolyn? I'm guessing not. I don't have them, so I wouldn't know. And by the by, by the time by the time those children grew up in your day, Winston, uh, it was the kids who had to take care of their old parents. Because uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, you'd still be sitting in trenches shooting at the French. <laughs> no, we, uh, we we were very fortunate because us, us Churchills, most of the men died very young. My father at forty-five, and and, and and most of the most of the Churchill men died very young. So therefore, I was a young man in a hurry. I I needed to make a name for myself. So at a very young age, I became finally, after many adventures, I became a member of Parliament. House of Commons in the year 1900 and served until 1965. Didn't know I was going to live that long, Tim, but uh, but evidently I got the I got the good uh, good bit of blood. 
Well, I think it's and, when you drink a lot, it preserves you from the inside. <laughs> you know, it's like a pickled frog or something. You know, you're, you're preserved from the inside with alcohol. Well, you 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 seem to speak from a, a good degree of certitude and experience, Dale. I'm speaking from a good degree of hope, because <laughs> I... <laughs> and that brings us back to freedom, because freedom is the hope of mankind, is it not? And liberty as well. Uh, we must we must remember that our liberty. Uh, whether we, whether we are British, whether we are American, and we are both the same, by the way. We finally fought together in World War One. We came together under a common flag, did we not? During World War One, and I I prayed, I prayed very fervently that we would not have to meet again under a flag against a, a dictator, or against the Austro-Hungarian, Hungarian. Uh, you know, it, it was. It was unbelievable. There was an unnecessary war, World War II. It could have been stopped at any time. We just needed to put our foot down, but we weren't prepared. Nobody wanted it. They say that the Germans can't possibly do it again. But I, 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 I was given the, the degree of prescience, and I saw it coming, and I Actually, kept at it. And one of the things you have to do if you want your freedom is you need to sound off. And you need to tell people that what you're saying is wrong. I've, I've heard many, many people talk about waking up or something like that these days. Isn't that what you're doing? <laughs> I, don't know. I wake up every morning and I'm happy if, if I can take a piss. But, 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 I, but, but the bottom line is you must speak up if someone is attempting to take your freedom and your liberty away from you. You must, right. you must sound up because they will stop doing it. Uh, they, they, are, they are building a house, but they, are, they have no foundation because liberty and freedom uh, are, are the desire of mankind, and you are celebrating it on the 4th of July, are you not, in the United States? Yes, we I mean, are. We're, we're all about foundations, especially if you're in a high-rise in Miami, God forbid. Um, I, have, so, uh, I have no problem yeah. taking a piss every morning, uh, Winston. It's uh, the waking up that's hard. <laughs> I recommend a glass of champagne, Tim, for breakfast every single morning. Uh, it, it, it enlivens the senses. It, it, it sharpens the wits. An entire bottle has quite the opposite effect. Just ask Dale. <laughs> so, so, Winston, can I ask a, a, a question on a totally different topic, but I think you would have some insight on it. What year were you born? I was born in the year uh, 1874 on 30 November. And you died in? 1965, 24 January. Thank you. So you lived through the 1918 pandemic. How are things different after that compared to how are things going to be different from your perspective for us going forward after this one's done? Well, that's a, that's a splendid question. There are there were actually several pandemics. There was another one in 1892 uh, that, that killed hundreds and thousands, millions of people throughout the world. Of course, we didn't have the medical uh, wherewithal. Uh, back then, uh, to fight it off, uh, we, we you just got it and you laid down and you died. And that's what happened. And of course, it hit, it hit young people. 
your children uh, uh, in a in a way that it it did not uh, affect the older people, and and as a result, uh, older uh, adult the adults there was a certain degree of guilt. There was a a, a real wistfulness. Can you imagine you know losing a child to 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 a silent killer uh, like like this flu? You know that more men died during World War One from the Spanish flu than died than died. Uh, from bullets and in the trenches. That's because uh, the in, French in, couldn't. That's because the Germans couldn't shoot. No, they were quite good at it. That <laughs> <laughs> artillery was, was spot on. Did I, you have I any know. I served eight, eight, eight months in the trenches, but we. I believe today uh, that uh, you must pull together. I've said it from the very beginning of this pandemic that it is so important to come together, as we did uh, during World War II, during the Blitz. Uh, there was, the, the bombs kept falling. We didn't know where they were going to come from, just as you don't know where, where this, uh, this pandemic was going to come from. Was it going to hit me or not? You, you're very unsure. It's a silent killer. And, and, and if it affected you, uh, you, you didn't know whether you would survive or not. It was very much the same thing. And we all banded together uh, in one way or the other. The British, you know, are unique in this respect in that they love to hear bad news. The worse, the better. <laughs> and I counted on that. And this pandemic was, of course, very bad news for men, all of mankind, uh, all of civilization. And I think this is an opportunity for mankind and our civilization to come together as one but it seems like we are being more and more distended these days. Does it, does it not feel that way? We are communicating so much better as a result of this pandemic. So we should be closer together. Perhaps once we take the masks off and we're able to, to, uh, to look each other in the eye, face to face, huh? belly to belly, uh, to, together again, uh, perhaps one of, then one of we'll come together heart to heart. As one of my favorite philosophers once said, um, freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. <laughs> <laughs> nothing means nothing, honey, if it ain't free. And really, I think that's the word we could all live by. What idiot said that? Jan <laughs> Janis Joplin. <laughs> well, Winston Churchill, we would like to thank. If people would like to learn more about Winston Churchill and maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe contact you directly to have you uh, speak or entertain, I know that you have a uh, have an agent uh, here in the uh, uh, name of Randy Otto who could help uh, connect them to Winston Churchill. Is that correct? Yes, he is. Uh what I call my alter ego. And just one moment, I'll call him to the phone. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I, uh, nothing much, Randy. We were just wondering, you know, if people wanted to get a hold of Winston, how would, how would they do that? Uh, they can contact me personally uh, at churchillspeaker.com. That's the easiest way. Churchillspeaker.com Churchill or a phone number is down at the bottom here where, where you see my name as well. So um, I, I will pick up the phone and I will respond to your request post haste forthwith 
uh, I, uh, I get some unusual requests. I got one this morning uh, from a group out in California. They want me at a party. Um, some famous photographer uh, is completely gobsmacked with Winston Churchill and uh, his writings and all the rest of it. He's uh, evidently had had a showing at uh, the Smithsonian and his photographs were the most, it was the biggest exhibition they've ever had. So he, they want to throw a party. Somebody wants to throw a party for him. I got some agent called me this morning and said, we're putting this together and you're coming because you're the guy. Oh, that's great. Well, so, make sure he takes your picture because that'll be a famous picture. Well, I'll try, we'll, we'll try to do a selfie together. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him take it. But, um, you, know, you know, it's it's just all all different kinds of things, women's clubs and um, uh, different organizations from around the world um, seem seem to be there's still something there. If I just might say that the uh, folks from PricewaterhouseCooper did a survey not long ago and they asked 1330 CEOs worldwide, world's largest companies, who's the leader you most admire? And of course, it was Winston. And he won by the most votes by a, a very large uh, amount. He'd be more than the other top 10 combined, which include which included Abraham Lincoln, of course, and George Washington, Mahatma Gandhi, all these people. But so I, I keep telling people there must be something there, there with this man who we actually got a chance to hear and and hear speak and, and um, who most people would say if it wasn't for Winston, that we might all be speaking German or Japanese. It could be, and uh, you know, I, I, you picked a, you picked a very wise man to emulate in Winston Churchill. It's going a lot better for you than it's for me with uh, Kim Jong Un, but um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best to pack on the pounds. Although he's losing weight, people think he's sick, but you know, he's not losing that much weight. Anyhow. Winston Churchill, a.k.a. Randy Otto, thank you so very much for helping us celebrate this Independence Day and learn more about freedom and what exactly it means, other than being just another thing when there's nothing left to lose. So thank you very much, Randy, and uh, well, we appreciate you joining us again on another day above ground. Thank you, everybody. And we would like to thank Randy for joining us. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of Another Day Above Ground. Uh, Carolyn, do you have anything to uh, say to the folks in, in closing? Yes, yeah, stay safe. And if you live in an area like I do where there's bad drought conditions, stay away from the personal fireworks. And it, let me just add, if you are a dog, stay away from the personal fireworks or any fireworks. <laughs> How about you, Tim? Anything uh, to, anything just go to, to my website, timslegel.com. Terrific. And I want you to uh, wave a flag, enjoy the holiday, and when you're done, visit daleirvin.com. Sign up for the Friday Funnies. And every Friday in your email, I will make you laugh because that's one of the freedoms we still have here in America. Until that time, go out and enjoy today because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.